Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. In this special mini-series, we'll be talking about the Disney Plus series, The Book of Boba Fett. Episode 1 breakdown coming your way right now. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Coover share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to this special mini-series. We're, we're kicking our quick hits to the side, and we're going to be talking about the Disney Plus series, The Book of Boba Fett. It's a seven-episode mini-series, so each Monday we'll be bringing you our breakdown, right, Eric? That's right. Hello, folks. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. And, and what, yes. a, what a New Year's gift to get is, is a, a new se- When one series, pretty much Disney's got us locked in. They, they end a Marvel series. They give us either another Marvel series or they give us a, a Star Wars series. So uh, we're going to take advantage of that and talk about the book of Boba Fett, which was uh, much anticipated if you stayed to the end credits of the end of the Mandalorian season two, which wasn't, a, if that wasn't a tearjerker enough. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. If you weren't like <laughs> feeling a whole range of emotions and then you stay till the very end and they give you a stinger that nobody was expecting. Um, no, it, no, it got, you know, the inter- right. you know, if the internet didn't blow up with the end of the Mandalorian season two, it blew up with the, with the end credit stinger um, where Boba Fett, returns to Jabba's palace and Bib Fortuna has now taken over for him and he's <laughs> on his way to gaining weight and looking pretty much the same as him. <laughs> yeah. <that> was- <laughs> and, uh, and Boba Fett pretty much dispatches of Bib Fortuna pretty quickly without a lot of conversation and uh, as assumes that sits on yeah. the throne, literally sits That's on right. the throne with, with Fennec Shand who he saved uh, in early in the Mandalorian season two. She's an assassin. She got kind of mortally wounded and he, he helped her. Um, and she has sworn allegiance to him. So she's kind of like the sidekick and she's a master assassin. So they kind of ascend the throne at the end of Mandalorian season two. And then all you get is a, a splash that says, you know, the book of Boba Fett, you know, coming, coming next December yeah. or whenever it was. And, and people just lost. They I just can't lost believe it's shit. been a whole year. It's wow. I, I just, I distinctly remember that like last year, like, you know, and it's been a whole year went by. So yeah, here we it's are. Been crazy. So, so we're going to, yep. we're going to break down each episode. We're going to do it quickly. This is how we're going to do it. We'll go through our, <clears throat> our stats in the beginning. We'll do a quick plot synopsis. We'll talk about the hits and misses, what we liked about it, what we, what we didn't care for too much. And then we're going to give it a grade. 
and and we'll do that for each episode. So for this episode, uh, episode one is called Stranger in a Strange Land, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who did direct uh, some episodes for Mandalorian. Um, one of my favorite episodes with him just Boba Fett destroying stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. Uh, written by, of course, John Favreau. And the music is by Ludwig Gorenson, and he scored a great score uh, for the Mandalorian series. So he's going to be doing right. this one. Cool. So Eric, why don't you why don't you roll out the plot for us and and take us into the the world of of open up the book of yeah. Boba Fett? Oh, well, How'd you, you go how'd you like that? Chapter open, one. There we go. All right. So so the the series picks up uh, where with Fett, who's already taken over Jabba's palace, slowly starting to build a new criminal empire in his name to seemingly little effect. <laughs> but through a series of in- very interesting flashbacks, we get to see just how resilient he is and what he might be capable of becoming. So what that means, let's get into it. Let's let's break it down. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you, you, you mentioned straight off that it was a series of flashbacks, which is really important mm-hmm. for this series because when, when he shows up in The Mandalorian, he, he pretty much just shows up and That's right. Again, yeah. aside from everybody just going crazy, it's like, well, what happened? How did he, you know, a, basically a 30, a, over a 30 year old question from the yes. fans has finally been answered in this episode. And I'm glad they did it pretty, pretty quickly. So a lot of flashback in this episode, actually, more, yeah, more I, than more than more than current stuff. Right. That's right. I think what they're trying to do here, I think with the Mandalorian, I think it was more, um, yeah, you did have a main storyline, of course, with with Grogu and him taking him to his own kind. But the series felt a little bit more episodic. Here, I think they're doing a little bit more of a serialized, very specific story. So in the in the present day story, it revealed very little, actually. And what mm-hmm. was interest more interesting was the flashbacks revealed a lot. Mm-hmm. So I really like that that yin yang approach of, of 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 kicking it all off. And like I said, I mean, just basically of him becoming, just showing how he escaped from the Sarlacc pit, which I think every Boba Fett fan wants to see. <laughs> They've been waiting. That, like was, that was the money shot. Over 30 years. Oh, yeah. That was the absolute <laughs> money shot. And I don't think it could have been done any better. I, that was it's probably one of my the best moments of this episode. Do you, how did, do you concur with that? Or Oh, oh absolutely. I, the yeah. only thing is they didn't show exact exactly from where he exited. <laughs> <laughs> Did, you know he crawled he crawled out of somewhere um they didn't exactly show exactly where it was but wow. it, was, it, yeah, it was exactly what what you kind of you know everyone used to say when we were kids right why didn't he just fly out he's yeah boba fett's the biggest badass in in, in the star wars universe at the time right how could he how could he have so easily fallen in so it was something it was it was a grave injustice what lucas did to us i mean we you set up this really cool character and he has a very a very bad habit of of creating great characters and then basically killing them off and you know yeah uh, and he was so enigmatic too so Boba absolutely Fett, if, if, he, yeah. if he had three lines throughout the whole the two movies that he was in basically a movie and a half yeah um it, it just became this enigmatic character that people were yeah like they loved and it, it was a question it wasn't like darth maul where he got sliced in half and you knew mm-hmm. although you didn't but you know the the supposed endings of him so yeah, we got to we finally got to see that, and then we and and like you said, contrasted with flashing forward and him kind of assuming the mantle 
of the crime of, of just saying, well, I'm I'm the new crime lord and kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of introducing bold. himself. Yeah, it's like, pretty hey, bold you know, of him to just come out of nowhere and say, yeah. "Hey, I'm the new guy." I'm, you know, he's like the he's like the Godfather, and it, you know, what was really cool was the you know all the uh, the, the dignitaries coming in one by one. It it was right. It was such a Godfather moment, and they were paying tribute to him. But they're also, you get the sense that nobody's really taking him seriously. I guess, or you know, we're especially we're, the mayor, right? I mean, that was ma- the main one. The mayor, uh, who we haven't whoever seen the yet. mayor is, yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm guessing that it will be somebody significant from the Star Wars mythos. I'm, I'm at least I'm hoping that a lot of rumors mm-hmm. flying around, but I I, I think it's going to be someone of, of of great significance. I actually thought. My first thought was it, it might have been the the character of Kira, uh, who was in the solo movie, because mm-hmm. she you find out that she is a you know in, involved in the in the criminal element as well. After watching it the second time, I uh, they do refer to the character as a he, mm-hmm. so I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so I, I was I was a little you know, confu- I was a little confused with the whole Twi'lek thing too, because the guy that comes in representing the mayor was a Twi'lek. Yeah. And then Boba Fett goes to visit just randomly. They're walking into into this bar and it's it's run by it's all, you know, like Twi'leks are there. So I thought, I thought, oh, I thought Jennifer Beals was like the mayor or representing them. So for me, I I, I got a little confused because then they get attacked right afterwards. That's right. So I thought all those were connected. But so it was a little confusing for me in in the beginning. I'm like, "Eh, I had to watch it again. I'm like, well, was that I I wonder if Bib Fortuna like created this little community of Twilight's that he had this own, he had his own little club because they, because she says to Boba, she goes, well, now, you know, now I work for you. Yeah. More or less. She basically says, well, you're new, you're the new guy. I didn't know this. My apologies. So now I, you're my, I welcome you. Know, you and I yeah, welcome, welcome you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see pretty, how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, in, pretty yeah. interesting. And this takes place in Moss Espa. Yeah, which is not Moss Eisley, so it's not Moss the same. Espa from uh, from Phantom Menace, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that, so I I guess we re- I guess that that confirms that Jabba's palace is very close by Moss Espa, which you know actually kind of makes sense because you see the you know the the, the pod race sequence, you know, they, Jabba was there, so I guess you can just assume that you know he's not too far off from that's where he is palace. So yeah, yep. yeah, and yeah. and the Tuscan Raiders figure heavily into this also. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, it's almost more of a Tuscan Raider episode. Yeah. Then you, you know, they, we kind of got a little glimpse of them in the Mandalorian as well. Um, but this was a lot more full on. I have a feeling they're going to figure heavily into the future episodes. Yeah. If you remember in, when Boba Fett, we see him first in the Mandalorian, he's, he's wielding a gaffy stick. That's his only weapon. Yes. And he's clothed in, in black, black robes. Yeah. Which in this episode, interestingly enough, the, the Tuscan Raiders was for the very first time ever. You see a different type. Yeah, and different adornments. And, and yeah, they, they look more native, more aboriginal. Yeah, you can see like uh, I guess really like a cool. chief. Yeah, like a chief yeah. type, different different levels of society. Almost like and a witch fights, doctor type. Yeah. 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 And and he <clears throat> fights that one and the guy wields it looks like it's that gaffy stick when he when he fights the uh mm-hmm. he fights a one of the Tuscan Raiders on the outskirts of the desert when he tries to escape and they kind of kind of focus in on that gaffy stick and it's kind of like, yeah. well, that's probably the same gaffy stick. So there, there's going to be a relationship there, which is going to be explored more. Um, so that, I think he, was, he kind of proves his, yeah, he kind of proves his worth by, by, you know, seemingly they send a youngling out to like, this is how I guess confident that their, you know, their, their tribe is. So they send a youngling out to take him out to dig for water uh, in the desert. 
uh, with a with a Rodian, a fellow captive, you know, and they encounter this brand new beast that we've never yeah. seen before in the Star Wars universe, which for me was like, oh my God, this is like a Ray Harryhausen monster. <laughs> it looked exactly like, and, and yeah. apparently from what I hear, this thing has not, does not have a name yet. So we'll figure that out later. Yeah. Right. And I'm <laughs> right? thinking, like, well, what, what, what name did it come up with? Like Rach? Is it, a, you know, like a, a, the sand Rach or something like after Ray or I don't know, because it looked exactly like the Kraken. Yeah. The face. From Clash the face, the, the face Yeah. So yeah, which so, I thought was really cool. But yeah. yeah. I, and that was a lot of a lot of that backstory had to do with that. He he gets assaulted by the Jawas and ravaged and he take his, his armor. They take and his he's armor. Captured, yep. And he's captured by the sand people. So they they kind of enslave him for a little bit. And uh, he, he, of course, he kills that monster and gets out of it. So let's uh, let's talk about let's let's do hits and misses. OK. In this episode, well, this is how we'll close out. We'll kind of close out each episode. And these are going to be shorter. They're not going to be full length podcast episodes because the episodes are only like a half hour or so. Yeah. So why don't you give us give us give us your hits first and your misses. So what what really connected? What did you really connect with? And what was like? I really enjoyed the the physical acting of Tamora Morrison. I think there was some concern of him actually leading his own series. Is he a strong enough actor to do this? I mean, cause we all, we've only seen him in these little bit roles. We, he played Django Fett in attack of the clones. So there was a little bit of concern there. Is he strong enough of mm. an actor to really carry his own series? I think he did a great job. And, and as far as the, the scenes where you don't, he, you, you don't see him talking, it, you know, a lot of it is the physical acting and that kind of thing, seeing what he's going through, which star Wars is famous for when you see that, that that kind of storytelling, that world building or character building, that they're they're, they're doing something. That mm-hmm. then you see them, and you you get to know these characters and what they do and that kind of thing. So that that to me was a big was a big hit. The the Sarlacc pit, the the, the whole sort of uh, the backstory. My only my only my only miss for this it would might be maybe the episode might have been too short. And I know there's a lot of people saying that that, that it should have been longer. Mm. Um, I think I agree with that. There could have been a little bit more to the present day story. You didn't have to reveal too much more, but I think that, you know, as far as yeah. the balance, I yeah, think usually, they, usually debut episodes are longer. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it, it was interesting that they started off with a flashback and ended it with the flashback. Mm. That might be my only beef with it. I, I don't really, other than that, I think, I mean, I think compare also compared to, uh, the fight scene in, in the uh, Mandalorian episode where he's really going to, I mean, he's savage in that episode. Yeah. This one, he seems a little bit more <clears throat> subdued. It's a, it's a bit of a nitpick, but it's not be, that really no, that big of fine. a deal. That's fine. You know, but it's, there's it's, like it's this, one of my nitpicks too. <laughs> group of assassins with these like energy shields. And you just kind of see him like not really moving as quick. And he's just kind of clumsy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be just, you know, and then he gets easily, you know, like he gets wounded again. So we see, you know, he goes back to the the regeneration pod, the back to tank, you know, where he's, you see him in the very beginning where he's, you know, recovering from his wounds from the Sarlacc. And, and then he gets sent right back to the thing, you know, which causes more flashbacks, you know? yeah. <laughs> which is, it's an interesting way to tell the story, but it's like, I felt like he could have been a little bit more, gave a, a better, a better fight. That mm-hmm. might be my only, my yeah. only beef with it. So, okay. yeah. All right. Let me let me roll out my hits and misses then. Okay. Some, and some of them are similar. Uh, the, what I loved about this episode. Yeah, I love the back. To, I love the back to tank. I, I love yeah. actually the fact that after that fight, the, he told the Gamorrean guards that, that are now loyal to him, like, get get me back to the tank. 
you know, yeah. and, and put him into the tank so he can kind of heal again. I, I kind of like that, that he's not a super badass right now, that he's still like in a, in a vulnerable position, but he, mm-hmm. but he can't let people know that, you know, right. that he's kind of needs that. The torture droid. So the droid that was in Jabba's palace, the torture <laughs> droid, right. uh, 88, yes, voiced yes. by Matt Berry. The second, the second actor from the IT crowd to land a, a voice Your acting boy, job as, as, yeah. as, as a droid because uh, um, Richard Ayoade was, was voiced one of the, the mercenary droids in the great heist episode right. of Mandalorian yep. with Clancy Brown. So that was great to see. Yeah. Uh, it was great to see Max Rebo uh, in the cantina and, and they were playing <laughs> like an acoustic version of the cantina, a rewritten acoustic version of the cantina band song. And it was more of a Spanish flair. It was to, like to a Lindsay Buckingham like, version. It had like all the finger picking and everything. So it was kind of neat. I kind of dug that. Well, that had to be Rodriguez. I mean, that, yeah. that was like, that came from Desperado. <laughs> maybe, yeah, right? maybe a little nod to Desperado. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the, the parkour chase on the rooftops when, when Fennec yes. Shand went after the, you know, after they had that fight with the, with the energy shields, they, they kind of took off, you know, Fett fires a rocket and just blows one away. But then the, the chase across the rooftops was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then she only needed to to keep one guy, so she kicked like one, just kick him like right off the right off the edge of the building, like right off. Like, don't need you. I just need one guy alive. And this, it, it, you know, yeah. <clears throat> so I kind of like that stuff. The misses a little more nitpicky. We we haven't like you said that maybe the episode was too short, and you mentioned about the flashbacks too. Um, I would have preferred this episode to be all flashback and build the story, give us a lot of that backstory, so we can kind of have a better understanding. Because yeah. my nitpick is. Boba Fett gets out of the Sarlacc pit. And before that, he was a, a, a feared bounty hunter, really relentless and really merciless. Yeah. How did he make this change? So, you know, where, where did this change come where he's kind of a little more benevolent and rule with respect and all that kind of stuff where he was not running with that crowd? He was right. not that kind of a, a, a person. So I'm, I'm kind of hopefully that's going to be revealed, but I would rather have kind of known this earlier. Um, and then two more. The fight scene, like you said, the fight scene was kind of clunky. Yeah, it just seemed the 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 you know they get surrounded by all these people with shields and those electric prods, and it just didn't seem. He decided like to use flow, like I, it was it, the way it was filmed yeah. and blocked was kind right. of you are used to seeing a little bit more like I mean from what we've seen in the Mandalorian and yeah. you know even with episodes without Boba Fett we've seen that kind of like action like more yeah. fast paced. Here, Rodriguez decided to use a little bit of slow motion, which I thought was you know, that it one was strange. And, and maybe I, I mean, know. and if 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 Boba Fett is weakened, and that's why they didn't explicitly like explicitly say that that he's kind of that's covering right. some injuries. So it's kind of like you have to figure that out. And then the last thing, actually, um, I didn't really care for the six legged monster. I thought it was weird, <laughs> just kind of showing up like underground, and it kind of wakes up and it just starts odd. terrorizing. You know, it I was, was like, odd, and it didn't seem like it. it, it it's it's a creature it that it would that would live there yeah. necessarily. It didn't yeah, that was yeah, it, so, it was an odd choice. Did you get Did you get the notion that they that the kid took all the credit? He gave him the well. The, well, obviously, Boba Fett gave the kid. Like I think he understood if I let the kid. Because because the leader of the the kid comes running in with the head of the of the monster and I did it and he's getting all the accolades and showing how he did it like with his yeah. stick, <laughs> but then the leader of the sand people comes over and gives Boba Fett like some water. He understands and he saw him dragging the chain. He's like, I, we pretty much know that you did it, yeah. but you're not making this kid look bad, right? And you know, because again, I, I'm sure they have like this kind of tribal thing where you know you have to become a man or a woman or a I, leader, whatever it is, warrior. I, I, and I wonder if that just how important that's going to play in, in this, like you mentioned, this change in him, his, yeah. this, you know, like his, 
why is he, you know, now he wants to, you know, or, you know, rule with respect thing. Like, is that, yeah. is that part of it is because of what, you know, and maybe they maybe, gift him the gaffy. Maybe they give him the gaffy stick. Maybe I would he think does so. I think they, I mean, the robes too, it, like so. the black robes, obviously yeah. they came from them. And uh, I think that might play a role. So what was your grade for the, for the first episode of the book of Boba Fett? I give it a solid B. You know, it wasn't, it's, it's very early. It's very early on. It's, you know, like I you know, I hope it gets better, you know, we'll see, but, yep. but I give it, I give it a solid B perhaps uh, a little bit shy of a B plus, but I, I, okay. I thought it was solid. I thought yeah, it was a we're nice pretty close. We're pretty yeah. close. I came in so, with a B minus because I, okay. I enjoyed it. I, you know, what, what happens is, is once I find a, a nit to pick, it, it ends up kind of taking me out of the episode. So that's one yeah. of the things is, is they got to kind of get that stuff straightened out for me. So I just kind of stay engaged and, and don't really question it. So that's, that's going to do it for our episode one breakdown of the book of Boba Fett. So join us for the next seven weeks as we break down each episode. We'll give you enough time to watch it. They come out on Wednesdays. These will come out the following Monday. So uh, there will be spoilers. So for Eric, this has been Dean and we're going to close the first chapter on the book of Boba Fett. See you soon. You've been listening to the 3324 podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important. So make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 